The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Everybody and welcome to my brother, my brother, and me. It's an advice show for the modern era, and I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middlest brother, Travis McElroy. They call me the baby, Griffin McElroy. They don't use my name; they just say, "Hey, look at that baby." Look at that. Which baby. is he's a grown weird. baby. I'm a grown ass dude. They call me Tater Salad. Oh boy. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, our special guest, Ron White. What a treat to have you on the program. We said we were going to have a guestbert this week, and he is a guestbert in Tater Salad? In Tater Salad. I know I'm here for all your Tater Salad needs. Uh, Can I hear some more of your great... Uh, some of your more of your great material, Tato Salad. You, you might be a redneck if you eat Tato oh, Salad. Oh shit! They fuse together, Akira style. He's, he's enveloping Neo Tokyo. In Russia, salad taters you. <laughs> oh no! What? <laughs> Smirnoff's in the mix. Get him out of there. Second, funky boy. Oh god! Now it's an SNL. He's crushing. He's crushing everybody to death with his body. My wife. Oh no! Oh, it's Borat. Uh, so this is our uh, all-star comedy so- special. <laughs> our all-star comedy special where we celebrate the fact that you have donated to the Max Fund Drive going on this week. Um, this is really sort of a victory lap for us and you at home. It's a courtesy, a a courtesy week. Because we know you already done gave. We know you already done gave. But if you want to share this episode with somebody who hasn't, because some people may not have, uh, but you guys have just been amazing with the support. So fantastic. I mean, I feel like we probably should have had, since all of you have already donated, I feel like we should have already got more by now, but like... I'm sure that's just a, like kind of a numbers accounting error, mm. possibly. Yeah, mm-hmm. so there's some hanging chad on those on those figures. There's a bit of the old hanging chad, but we're going to talk about the Max Fun Drive uh, a lot more coming up this episode. Um, so this right now, error gets thank corrected. you, thank you, yeah, thank you so much. Here's our uh, first question. It's my birthday today. This that is unlikely. Uh, it says it's my birthday today, and at some point during the afternoon. A bar of fancy birthday chocolate appeared on my desk. The problem is I don't know who in the office it's from. When I asked the primary suspects, they denied it being from them. The question is this. Do I have to wait until I identify who the gift is from before I begin enjoying the chocolate? That's from Sweet Tooth in San Francisco. Ooh, that's a great question. Yeah, right? It's the... It's the Do what's you have the order, any enemies? What's the order of operations? Vis-a-vis this birthday chocolate, because you got—I think you do have to find the person and say, "This is from you." Oh, thanks. And that's the sound yes. of eating. Do you have to say thank you before the enjoyment, or can you thank them for the enjoyment that you had already? Thank you for the chocolate; it was delicious. Mm, but then anybody can fucking claim that they gave you that chocolate. You have to ask them to describe it. Describe the chocolate bar that was left on my desk, please. 
Nope, wasn't you. Why did you even <laughs> fucking try to? Care and we'll get if out you here. knew it wasn't you, why did you even try and do that? That's weird. Why are you even playing along? Uh, caramel. What are you getting out of uh, this? There was uh, c- c- caramel <laughs> in the pistachio shells. Like, stop it! No, it clearly would just say you didn't give it to me. <laughs> Maybe they're thinking that you found a golden ticket in there, oh, and they want to get their cut slice. of the winnings. They want to be your grandpa Jerry that comes along with you. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Grandpa Jerry. Yeah. Pardon? You is remember. That, is, and his wife, Grandma Geraldine. Mm. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Grandpa Joe, but thank you so much for playing along. Grandpa Joe is a joiner, and he fucking pisses me off every time I watch that movie. He, oh, yeah, he is fully, like, he fully does sort of just hop on to Charlie's bandwagon, right? There's very little discussion. Uh, and he starts that. singing a song about how he's got a golden ticket. No, and, you don't. No, you don't. You're, you're you old illegitimate butt. grandson. How, a P.S. Um, super duper triple cool that you've been faking being a paraplegic for like a decade, and then you uh, the wafting of chocolate like the aroma well, that what tickles your nostrils. Right, is that what we're supposed to be? Uh, see? I thought it was just that their family was so poor they couldn't afford to walk that they just there was no reason to. Why the fuck would I? <laughs> Where am I gonna go? Honestly, he was impoverished into immobility. Well, here's yeah. the other thing, too, is, like, Charlie gets the golden ticket, and he's like, Grandpa Joe, go with me. Hey, dude, you've got three other grandparents just, like, chilling literally two feet away. And you're like, fuck you, fuck, fuck you, you, fuck you're you. cool. How, how about your mom's? Like, it doesn't seem like things are super cool for her. And she's been working really hard to feed you and your 80 grandparents, and also she hasn't been faking uh, uh, being paralyzed, so maybe like she could d- use a break today. But up, 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 she'd love to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, this is weird. I wouldn't eat this. Was he just lying okay. in his mess? Was oh yeah, yeah, lying in his mess. You don't see that. You can actually no, what they don't, don't show. What they don't show is that it's just like a weird orgy between the four grandparents uh-huh. in that bed. <laughs> Stop. It. They're just going to town. Just wailing on each other. <laughs> They're the, so poor. The, what else are they going to do for enjoyment? <laughs> That's the thing, though. At night, it's like old person Toy Story. The lights go off. The parents leave the room. Charlie goes to bed. The grown-ups just wake up and start walking around like, oh, I love walking. Mm. It's so hard to pretend. Would you eat chocolate that you didn't know? Fuck that. Would you eat a food that you didn't know the source for? This has actually happened to yes. me. This has happened to me before because I work, you know. <laughs> Imagine my surprise. Uh, because I work in a sort of office, and when we open a show, everybody does, like, you know, occasionally, like, thank you things, like a note, or, you know, there's something where, like, the director for, like, uh, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead because it's about flipping coins. Jeremy Dubin, the director, bought everybody, like, chocolate coins, right? But occasionally Gelt. people do that. Yep. Everybody just assumes that you'll know it's from them. And people will just, like, leave stuff on the desk, and then it becomes this awful, like, hunt of, like, did you do this? Did you do this? I mean, I appreciate it. I know my tone of voice does not convey that. Thank did you, you do this? Did you, leave this? did you do this? How could you do that? Did you fuck my wife? <laughs> That's not a very good opening night present, I would say. <laughs> I would rather have the chocolate coins, I think. Yeah, if we're voting. If we're voting, which I guess we're not. Um, y'all want a Yahoo? Uh, please, yes. Uh, this Yahoo is sent in by Adam Doyle. Thank you, Adam. It's by Yahoo Answers user. Man, fucking... 
Yahoo done updated their shit, and now I can't see who the Yahoo Answers user is. Quit fucking updating your user, end user experience, Yahoo. Hey, Yahoo, while we're on the subject of Yahoo Answers, if everybody could just stop using Yahoo Answers as a source of comedy, that would be, like, super great. Who's up on it? This week, the, the Tonight Show got up on it this time. They had Audrey McDonald sing Yahoo Answers. And uh, 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 Midnight's been up on it, too. And it's just like, if everybody could just chill on nah, that. Nah, listen, for, we can't fucking... Till we're dead. We can't rain no, this midnight, in. We, fair trade. Listen, that first step that we published, and I don't like tooting our own horn, but here it goes. That was the Gutenberg Bible of comedy. Yeah, that, that's fair. That first step I where I was like, happened. hey, you know what might be fun? Let's look at Yahoo Answers and see if there's anything cool going on in there. Little did I that know was I was the, changing the fucking yeah. course of history. That's why Sid Caesar died, because he didn't think of it. No, that's why he died, because he was willing to pass the torch. He, he said, like, finally, well, there's another. A, there's a new comedy king. And also, Midnight, if you want to keep using Yahoo Answers, if you could just have us on your show, yep. there's like a three-person thing going on there, like a vibe there where three people compete. Like That would be super great if you could just get us on there. If everybody could just tell been doing the Lord's work already. and at Midnight, like, yeah, you guys have been really trying to get us on there. And like, we would be so happy to like with just the merest of travel considerations on their end, <laughs> just like totally get out there. Let's not go crazy. We got yeah. we're gonna need some per diem. Um, yeah, if I could get some per diem guarantees, like I would just love to get out there. This uh, get some sun, okay. So I I dug through this inscrutable new Yahoo user interface. Ugh, they got like a new logo. It looks like a seven. What the fuck are you guys doing? Anyway, uh, it's asked by Yahoo Answers user Strawberry, who asks, I am too slow at work. How do I move my hands faster? Fast food Wendy's. What? So this is my first job, and it's only my fourth day. Yet I got told I have to be faster. But sadly, that's as fast as I can go since I have never worked. So I was wondering, is there something I can do to move faster? Hamburg, and then parentheses, Hamburger fry and fire nugget lines. Sometimes I have to go to the BK to restock. I guess that means back, and not that this person scoots to Burger King to get <laughs> the, Wendy's, the Wendy's supplies. Wendy's Wait, dark they've blown the lid off revealed. this whole conspiracy. Uh, so please help me. Like advice on how to move faster. Uh, update one. I was told to go faster too. Update two. Like I got in trouble because I was going slow. <laughs> I think it was Malcolm Gladwell who said that when you work at the Wendy's, you got to put in 10,000 hours before uh-huh. you're an expert at it. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to work there for like 10 years before you move any faster than you do now. That is that is what 10,000 hours works out to. I, I Man, I just thought about spending 10,000 hours at a Wendy's and it bummed me out. Um, I think that I – you know what? I actually am – I'm kind of impressed by anybody that gets really good at anything. If you work 10,000 hours at Wendy's and you turn into, like, the best Wendy's, uh, like, if you're, like, the best person to work the fryer, and, you you know, I'm always impressed. I don't care what it is you do. I don't think we have enough value on work in this country. I I am impressed by you, guy who fries the fries better than anybody else, because once once you get to be an expert, I'm always impressed. But doesn't matter what it is. Here's my question. Going along those lines, wouldn't you agree then that there are certain people that have a natural proclivity towards the fryer 
and some don't. So maybe this gentleman or woman asking this question can only move this fast because they were not one who was born to fry. I think that with repetition, anybody could get good at it. I'm saying that some people are going to come out of the some some you're you are going to have that wunderkind. You're sitting right. right. You're going to have that one who just dips the fries in, uh, takes it out, and the, uh, the the other employees like have gathered into a semicircle, just watching with mouths agape, like <laughs> the perfect crisp. You're, he did it. You're creating like a a Jiro dreams of frosties scenario, where right. somebody spends exactly. their whole life mastering their craft. Is it? A particularly fancy craft? Absolutely not. Absolutely it is not. I don't know. If you could make me perfect fries and chicken nugs every time, it's pretty great. Mm-hmm. That's pretty uh, fancy. I get what this person's saying, too, about, like... Have you guys ever worked a job where, like, your, your uh, uh, like success at the end of the day is determined by how much product you managed to process in some way, and then that number was, like like quantitatively compared against your your peers because like how many dog buttholes i could squeeze when i worked at the kennel i you're that's i mean you're goofing but yes that's a, when i when i worked for uh justin's father-in-law at a, a a file scanning company um there was a fucking leaderboard at the end of the day that would measure how many documents you would scan turning them into digidocs um and i thought i was hot shit uh, just because I would put on my headphones and just like go, and then at the end of the day, it was like a quarter of what the people who were who who the the pros, the vets, the numbers that they were turning in, um, did not last super long at that job. Yeah, didn't did not could not could not hang did not like hold that. that one down an especially long time. Do you guys think if you need to physically do something faster, does it make more sense to start slow? And then, like, just get the muscle memory, or to just push yourself to be faster and like correct whatever errors you have on the back end. In movies, you always see like when someone gains super speed or something that they always like do the first thing and then the second thing, and then it's a little bit faster and then a little bit, and then suddenly they're just flying through it. So I guess that way, like in movies, Arrow, uh, yeah, like in movies, get struck by Arrow, lightning. On Arrow, when Arrow gets good at arrows, the first thing he does is that he has to smack water. Wait, slow down, Justin. I'm writing this down. Okay. He has to smack water (laughs) Uh with the palm of his hand over and over again, right? Because he's been a bad boy? No, because it's like the first step in becoming Arrow, an Arrow. Man, can you imagine if he just like could not get good at Arrows, what they would have had to change the title of the show to? (laughs) Water slapper. well, Do you watch Water Slap? Yeah, I fucking love that show. I, I understand that, that might be the first part of his training, but I don't understand why I have to watch it. <laughs> I've been watching this show for a year and a half. He's just slapping water. Just give him on arrow with a bow. See how his progress. How can you rate the efficacy of the water slap training technique if every once in a while you don't toss him a bow and just that's like not even, that's not even one to one. In terms of like physical motion, there's no there's no fucking drawstring on water. It's all about the control of arrows. Wait, are the arrows made of water? I zoned the water, out. The water arrows. Oh, he's a water he, bender. And the, well, the worst part of it is, then he takes on a a a, a little trainee there who's uh, made of uh, water. 
a little no <laughs> he takes on a trainee and he's like i'm gonna teach you to control your power and i i heard that i was like oh no i know it's coming i'm gonna have to watch this full slap water did he please someone talk <laughs> there's gotta be, be a beast story in this episode something the writers of that show are just like fucking coasting they were so stupid. how's your job oh, uh, it's the fucking sweetest writing job ever uh, here, let me just uh, walk you through our script creation procedure for next week's episode. Type slaps water, copy, paste, done. Mojitos. Emmy. Emmy. Don't mind if I do. An Oscar? Unprecedented. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Arrow. You're not a good show, I bet. Nah, it's a great show. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time of year again, as we mentioned earlier in the program. It's Max Fun Drive. A pretty exciting time of year for us. It's sort of like our our sweeps week, if you will, um, where uh, we come to you. If you don't know already, Maximum Fun is a listener-supported network, They, which means that we rely on you, the people who dig our episodes and our 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 products if you will to fund uh our our show which means that we need you to kick in a few bucks to help keep things going it helps us pay for equipment helps us pay producers it helps us pay for our uh networking and it helps our networking networking, you know our hosting our elbow rubbing our name dropping and uh we need you to help us pay for that because we don't have enough money no Justin, um, may, may I interrupt? What? Uh, it's never stopped you before. Um, I actually wrote a little thank you that I would like to read. Oh. Oh, wonderful. Oh boy. Okay. I wanted to take a boisterous moment to undulate everyone no, 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 for this no, year's no, next no, no, Without pontificating from carbuncles and kangaroos like you, we wouldn't be here. You are all super moist. If you are not a Max Fun donor, don't fluff or nutter. It's not too late. You just have to go to MaximumFun.org forward slash donate and jelly which level of jorts you want to donate. Oh, God. For five lascivious dollars a month, you could support the show and you get all the bonus content. I'm going to tear my own For head 10 off alpacas a month, into the you sun. get the bonus content and a recumbent 18-month cat-themed MaxFun calendar. For 20 Snapdragons a month, you get the boners content, the calendar, and, and the Maxfun Morning Essentials Snapdragons. kit, which includes unrequited Tonks coffee and the Cumberbatch stack soap. Uh, so go to MaximumFun.org forward slash donate and check it out. Namaste again, all you lovely Wittershins. Listen, if you want me to be able to pay to have someone kill Travis, I'm going to need you to go to MaximumFun.org forward slash donate right now. And uh, I can't believe you. I can't fucking, fucking believe you. Sad lib. I know. I can't fucking believe us that we didn't see that shit coming. It was like we walked right into it too. We were like, "All right, this way, sir. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to our podcast. We've prepared a table just for you for your shitty shit." Um, <laughs> we uh, we've grown a lot this past year. Like, I, uh, I we really need to figure out exactly how many podcasts have been added. But I mean, it was it was uh, this past January we added four new shows like the Goose Down and Ono oh Ross and Carrie and Lady to Lady and Song Exploder and. Got got uh, a new host up on international waters, and then in in the months preceding that, we had bullseye or not bullseye. Uh, we had sawbones join it. That hit program. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Sydney got show. pregnant. Justin Sydney got pregnant. And I'm not saying that was exactly because of your donations, but it probably was. Uh, but it's Wham- an investment because 20 years from now, that kid will have a show and you'll love it. Yep. Wham Bam Pow was added this Whatever, past I'm year. I'm that kiddish podcast as soon as he can talk. As soon as the vocal cords are formed, he's, he, is, he, or, he or she, well, it's she, will <laughs> be podcasting. Uh, so just, Travis um, sort of brutalized this list, but I'll give you like an English version for, I for I really real people. It. For $5, if you can pledge us $5 a month, you're going to get an, an insane amount of bonus content. That's episodes from every Max Fun show. Uh, and all the years prior, which means that if you give $5 a month, you're going to get the ticket to 44 hours, over 44 hours of bonus I content. mean, think about this, like $5 a month, that's like for those that play video games, that's $60. That's like a brand new video game, and you could pay f- to get $44 of content. $44 so basically it's the same of thing. content? Yeah. $60 for $44 of content is not very It doesn't good. seem like a good deal. If you can give us $10 a month, you're going to get all the bonus content. These these stacks, you get everything prior, right, for, with each level. But for $10 a month, you're going to get an 18-month mini Max Phil, uh, Fun calendar where we're all cats. Okay? Yes. Thank you. I will take it. Uh, at $20 a month, you're going to get the cat calendar, you're going to get the bonus content, and you're going to be part of the Diamond Friendship Circle and get the Max Fun Morning Essentials Kit, which includes a, a, a lovely blue Max Fun Rocket Mug. Half a bag of delicious Tonks coffee. Thank you to Tonks for helping us uh, support our shows. And a bar of my brother, my brother, me favorite, Stack Soap. Get yourself clean with Stack Soap. It's soap that uh, where you take the stupid sliver after you've worn it down and you slide it right into the divot there. It's got a divot for your sliver, a sliver divot. Uh, and uh, at $35 a month, you'll be part of Judge John Hodgman's Justice Squad. And you'll get all that stuff plus a pair of rocket engraved high bug glasses with the max fun logo on those and they're they're lovely it's like, gonna be a great match if you already got the the uh rocks glasses like i have i'm gonna need these new ones um we're shooting for 1500 uh new or upgraded donors if you're currently a donor thank you so much that's awesome um if you want to kick up your your donation you can get uh, the the gifts this year to whatever level you you jump up to and you also help us count towards our total uh, I think last we heard we just passed a thousand. Um, so and we're that making was like on Friday. Yeah, so. and we're making we're making pretty good time. Uh, there's also challenge donors for each new donor we get. They donate like a certain amount. Um, so so your donation sort of counts double. Um, so that's great. Um, also, yeah. let me throw this out because this is what happened to me. If if your credit card information has changed in the last year and you think that you're a Max Fund donor. Um, but you haven't updated that payment information, double check and make sure, because I've seen a couple people post on Twitter that they hadn't realized that they weren't supporting it anymore, and so now they've gone back and changed their information and fixed it. So just double check and make sure, and this is a great time of the year to, to fix that problem. Awesome. So, again, that link is MaximumFund.org forward slash donate. Uh, go there right now. Please help us to keep uh, MaxFund growing. If you love the stuff that we make, uh, pay for the stuff you love, and I guarantee there's no better feeling. Uh, I'm a donor, and I, I I would recommend everybody do the same because you'll feel really good, and you'll help help us make more awesome stuff. And make sure to tweet about it so we can thank you. Yeah, but if you haven't already, tweet about it. And, and uh, when you uh, the 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 uh, your how your donation is spent depends on what shows you uh, listen to and love on the network. So pay attention when you're p- filling that part out. 
make sure you uh, tell them what shows that you like, and, whether that's Sawbones or My Brother, My Brother, Me. Or, or that's it, just those you know, two. That's it, just those two. Uh, one of those two and no other shows, basically. Just one of those. I'm kidding, of course. One of those two, maybe the one that you are listening to, like now. Just like now, you, you're, you're already listening to it. So like, so no. To tell them you listen to whatever shows you listen to because we need to know who, you know, how you guys are loving us. <laughs> what in what way you're loving Fun- us? Fungibly. Fun. Fungibly speaking. <laughs> uh, anyway, MaximumFun.org forward slash donate. That is the end. Here's another question. My brother and I... Whoa. Nope. No. Incorrect. My husband and I <laughs> have a toddler. Yeah. Hachi My macho. brother and me have a toddler together. Is that... <laughs> we just found it. Should we start a podcast? Uh, and we occasionally like to go out on date nights while she is asleep. We pay a long-time friend and neighbor to basically just watch TV on our couch while the baby sleeps. The problem is, when we get home, we are generally feeling ready to settle in for the night, and the babysitter's ready to chat. For You left out the winky emoticon in there, which implies that they come home from this date ready to shag, baby. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We are in a bind because we don't trust any people to stay with the baby, and we need to get out occasionally. Any advice for how to encourage her speedy departure upon our return and that's from trying to avoid lingering in los angeles i'm gonna throw something out that both of you are gonna cringe at okay you gotta tell her that you want a bone yeah when you said you're both going to cringe at you're talking about me and justin right because i definitely winced yes but i think the idea is like if she's a longtime friend and like you guys have anything more than a passing acquaintance not when you get home but probably I'm like, yeah, we're going on the date night. And then, you know, oh God, it hurts to say, but like you got to bite the bullet and be like, and then we're hoping to come home and, and have some alone time and then like make it. Don't clear say that have some alone time. Deal. What? Don't say have, so- have some alone time is a grosser. It's like that Patton Oswalt bit on clean filth. Like that's grosser than like we are so going gonna to come home and engage other. in coitus. Uh, this is all lay with one another in the marital bed. Oh God! Um, yeah, we're gonna make some. We're gonna make some uh, some sloppy. We're going sloppy Joe's. So we're gonna make some <laughs> sloppy, sloppy Joe's. Joe's. Uh, Unless your husband's name is Joe, that doesn't work. <laughs> I um I I think that okay. So I'm as an introvert, I've become kind of an expert at getting people to leave. And <laughs> one one of the things you could do is pay turn attention the lights to off. Your, turn the lights off. No, one of the things you can do is pay attention to your body language, okay? Here's step one. Do not sit down. Nope. If you sit down, that says, let's chat. Don't take your coat off, okay? That says, get comfortable with me. Three, don't close the door. When you walk in, leave the door open, and then hold it open with your hand, and then every few seconds go, huh, 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 Maybe huh? wave a candy bar in front of the door and then throw it outside and hope they follow. I don't have a lot of friends, but... Uh, anymore, uh, but I think that those are three great steps that you can take. How do you get anyone to leave your abode under any circumstance? This is what freaks me out. Like when I have friends over, and it's like I am just like so ready to 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 chill. Um, I'm incapable of letting them know that. So when I think about if I had a dangerous intruder in my house. My ability to repel somebody who wants who so, like uh, doesn't owe me anything is not my bud. My ability to repel them from my my domicile, 
um, it, it terrifies me. Because what do you do? Please, sir, I'm trying to have sex over here. <laughs> Can you please excuse yourself from the premises? Wait, 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 wait. Are you paying this person to do this? Yes. Great, then that's it. You've got to come in like money in hand, ready to go. Transaction, say transaction complete. I mean, uh, that's what you're saying with that, with, that, uh, with that hint. Because the thing is, if you're waiting for her to get up and leave and walk to the door and then you're paying her, think of it like Pavlov's dog that like you need to condition her that as soon as you get in, the transaction's done. <laughs> okay, wait, I solved this problem. I solved it. You guys ready for the solution? Yeah. I solved it, okay? I went into my mind palace and uh-huh. then I solved it, okay? Okay, here we go. Your uh, husband and wife. This is from the wife. Okay, so you, I'm talking to you now, question asker, directly. Um, unless, uh, okay, so unless it's also a guy. I don't know. Question asker. You go to the door, okay? You open the door. Your husband runs through the door and holding his stomach, shouting, oh, diarrhea, diarrhea, it's so bad, ah, and then runs towards the toilet. Then you come in sheepishly like, what can you do? And then you say, ah, oh, I better check on him. Let me get you your money real quick. Throw him the $20. <laughs> okay. Can I check on the diarrhea? Can I tell you I, the I, issue with, with your diarrhea it's, escape It's clause. almost too good. Yeah, no, it is. Oh, Justin. Oh, it's so good. Um, one issue. Uh, you can do this once. And then you can maybe do it twice. And then the third time you do it, the person is going to think have you have you dysentery. Have checked out? Say you're, he's deathly allergic to shellfish, and he can't. He can't. Listen, enough. listen, it's fucking lobster fest. What do you want him to do? It's lobster fest. You want him to not celebrate lobster fest, heathen? Why do you guys keep going to inattentive Jay's taco stand? <laughs> you know he doesn't pay attention. Um, you guys want Yahoo? Yes, absolutely. It's Yahoo was sent in by James Walsh. It is by Yahoo Answers user John Samuel. S A M E U L. They have to have spelled that wrong, right? I, I'm hoping. Uh, thank you, James. It's by Yahoo. I already did that. Uh, John Samuel asks Can ghosts hurt dogs? Good question. Can ghosts hurt dogs? Please explain. Every Yahoo answer should end with please explain. We can all agree that dogs can sense ghosts, right? Let's, I guess, just cover our bases before we get started. Are are ghosts real? Yes. 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 Are dogs real? In the right light. I watch Cosmos, and as it turns out, dogs are just shitty wolves. Hey, mm-hmm. Cosmos, can we talk about you for like a second, just real quick, and then we'll get right back to the advice. I watched that episode, and it talked about how animals reproduce, and then, uh, who's that dude? Neil deGrasse Tyson? Neil deGrasse Tyson hopped in his fucking magic razor ship, and then he flew into a bear's fallopian tubes and ovaries and shit, and just like cruised around in his I'm razor ship. Grass Tyson, I'm cruising for I'm, bear's fallopian I'm tubes. I'm going on a fucking magic school bus adventure inside. It sounds like an episode that we would like make up, like and nope. then Neil deGrasse and the Neil deGrasse Tyson just like cruises into a bear pussy. No, that <laughs> happened. Definitely did happen on Cosmos. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I did learn a lot while I was inside that bear pussy. (laughs) Thank you, Neil. 
I'm not sure why, like, the name of the show is Cosmos, not Ursine Vagina. <laughs> so I guess I'm a little bit confused on why you took this fucking detour. I guess, I guess, oh no, I guess you did cover all of space, the infinite expanse of the universe in the first three eps. Um, I it was rough for me because I I uh, I got distracted when he was introducing that segment, and all I knew it was inside a uterus. And then when I found out it was a bear, I felt really sheepish for getting so turned off. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and that bit opens What's up with him talking about, me? Ab- about how dogs came from wolves, and he's talking about that by a campfire, and a wolf attacks him, and he has to fight him off with a fiery log. Cosmos, you have lost. The plot, my friend. <laughs> you have cruised off the fucking rails. Course correct. Look up. There's infinity space. I can check it. I can scope a bear pussy whenever I want on the internet. Tell me about the fucking... The orbs. God damn. I know what you're probably wanting is to take an imaginary journey to the center of Venus. But instead... Let's go dig on that sheep's pussy. <laughs> on the next episode, we're going to go check out a sheep pussy. This is Cosmos. And we just go to space. Neil? <laughs> Neil? Can we go to space? You know sheep pussies. Neil secretly and- punishing everyone. You know sheep pussies in the spiral galaxy have a lot in common. They don't they have don't. anything in common. You Take me to space. In- Get me out of this pussy, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> you have an infinitely powerful starship called imagination and you're using the power of imagination to climb inside vaginas can we just go to space once you know Uh, there's a lot out there probably we don't really know we're making all this up you know what i know stone cold goat pussy let's go let's jet can i not jet i don't want to hop in your ship but your ship can travel through the fucking imagosphere and I don't want to get in it because I know where that road ends. <laughs> I promise this time. What if he? <laughs> what if he took you? <laughs> took you in? You're looking around, like I'm not going to tell you where we're going, but I promise it's cool. And you're looking around like I don't know. Is it, can you look at all this plasma? We're surrounded by the plasma. Are we inside of, the sun of a star? Is this Beetlejuice? This is incredible. I've never. I never thought I would go. A psychical Wolverine's pussy. <laughs> oh God! You got, got you. Got, got you got again. again, Neil deGrasse. Why do I keep getting your dumb ship? Can, <laughs> I've never watched this show, but you guys have sold me. Yeah, on. it's really good. It's really uh, can good. ghosts hurt dogs though? <laughs> no, but really. No, nah, but for real though, can ghosts nah, hurt dogs? No, but really, can ghosts hurt dogs? I feel like there'd be more beef between ghosts and cats. Why do you think and that? And I say that not as a joke. I think that's a legitimate belief They seem that I have. like they would be more sensitive to spectral presences. It also seems like cats would be less cool with having them around. Like, cats would be like, get the fuck out. Where dogs would be like, okay, cool, this is all right. All right, I'm spooked. Later. <laughs> got me again, got ghost. Me. I'm going to go you now. in the next room. Um, I got some good Yahoo responses to this. Please. Uh, Princess says, No, a ghost cannot hurt you, nor can it speak to you, nor does it even know who you, that you are there. A ghost is just a person's energy that's left behind when they die. A spirit... Hey, princess, a dog isn't asking this question. A spirit, on the other hand, is deferent. A spirit mm. is a soul that is left behind. Spirits can do all of those things if they are strong enough, so no, ghost cannot, but spirit sure can. It's been a while since we've addressed... 
how Yahoo Answers users sort of classify the undead. Right. It's this is there's there's spooks, there's ghosts, specters, specters, phantasmagorias, spirits. If ghosts aren't real, why do we have so many words for them? Hmm. Mm. Mm. Haven't thought about make, that, huh? Makes you wonder, doesn't it, Illuminati? Uh, ghosts can apparently. I'm just gonna fucking summarize some of this crazy bullshit. Ghosts can't hurt the dogs, but they can scare the dogs into hurting themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. That's a common vein. They'll scare. Them they can also the ruin oven. the dog's credit. Like that would ruin the dog's street rep? No, no, like they get a they get a credit, credit card in the dog's name, they max it out. Oh, okay. Um Yahoo answers user Europa obje- I'm sorry, Rex. It says here I would love to I give would you love this to give you this home. It says here you're like five fourteen. Um Europa Objective says there's no such thing as ghosts. Whew. All right. Oh, Good on. answer. Oh, wait. Oh, hold on. I'm sorry. There's more. They're demons, fallen angel, angels oh, sent by okay. Satan and given figures of someone who once walked on earth, thereby confusing the people into thinking God does not exist because this person isn't in heaven or hell. He is on earth. Do not be deceived. To Ooh. answer your question, physically, no, although they can sometimes pose as dogs and then hurt themselves. So a different way that ghosts can make a dog hurt himself. You're set. Okay. So just to be clear. Ghosts are a shell game invented by Satan. Yeah, is that uh-huh. uh, that's the? Point. It's a fallen okay. demon or angel. Okay. I guess a risen demon. Hmm. 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 Um. Yeah. And then they take the form of a ghost, and people see a ghost and goes, "Well, like if he's not in heaven or hell, I guess God doesn't exist." And then Satan's like, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> Here's the question that I keep coming back to in this whole situation. I don't think the question is whether or not a, a ghost can hurt a dog. Why would they? What is the what's their end game in this? Maybe the dog's being a dick and like barking while we're trying to record an episode. Oh, I see. <laughs> He's coming back at my dog, eh? Uh, one more Yahoo answers user Garrett says they can scare them and make them hurt yourself. Keep a cat. The cat will absorb the ghosties. <laughs> okay, that's true. It's like baking soda. <laughs> they have to snort them though. I just did a line of ghost, man. I'm tweaking. <laughs> Again. Remember, if you hear your cat sniff, that's a ghost disappearing. Mm-hmm. It's true. I am still having... Okay, I want to circle back. I'm still having trouble with this idea that Satan is <laughs> is making ghosts to make people think God as exists. I have a question for you, atheists. Atheist friends, I know there are many of you that enjoy this program. If you see a fucking ghost... Is that going to reaffirm your like? Are you going to be like, I knew it. I knew it it all along. Didn't I tell you? Didn't I tell you? Are there a contingent of people that are like, God is not real. Ghosts are. Ghosts definitely are. And that's. I do not believe in the soul unless. I mean, it's not a soul, though, is it, Travis? It's a fallen angel slash demon. We'll see. But yeah, but that's what I think what you're supposed to assume is that, you know, the atheist sees the, the ghost. And goes, ah, a soul not in heaven. I knew it. I knew, I knew it. it. I knew that souls and all that were legit. I just knew that there wasn't a God that was like... There's not like a place for those souls to just hang out and do whatever. But here's the thing. The logic of that is like saying, kids belong in Disneyland. If I see a kid not in Disneyland, it means Disneyland does not exist. Whoa, it's exactly like that. You're right, Travis. <laughs> so why couldn't there be a ghost that's just not in heaven? 
Guys, we're be- do you realize that the three of us are becoming Yahoo Answers? <laughs> this oh, conversation fuck. that we're having is Yahoo Answers. We have created a, a, a physical form of Yahoo Answers, the three Splinter of us. Yahoo Answers. We have become that which we most loathe. I do. I fear the day when we cross the line and start like commenting back on these on these questions. And we're like, well, hold on. Let me help oh, on here real quick. Yeah, let me no, just answer this one. We don't have any Yahoo Answers because we actually answered them all because we're basically experts. We solved them. We solved all the problems. We fixed Yahoo Answers. I just started a new job, and I love it. It's in a small office, and I can already tell that I will soon become quite close with my coworkers. Here's the problem. I'm getting married in September. Normally, we wouldn't consider inviting people I met only a few weeks ago. But by the time the wedding comes around, I will have spent quite a lot of time with my coworkers, and I worry they'll be offended if the nuptials come and go without me asking them to join us should i invite them and add to an already bloated guest list or guest list or risk becoming the office pariah that's from nervous in nashville i mean you have a fine excuse yeah you you obviously have to plan these things quite a while in advance um this is one of those questions where, like, there's two different – it's, like, the the real situation and the perceived situation. The real situation is you are perfectly fine to not invite them because, you know, you say that the guest list is full, you did it a long time in advance, whatever, right? But then the perceived situation is always going to be that you snubbed them. I feel like that site is almost always perceived because, like, I do not think I have ever not been invited to a wedding – and I was like, "Oh, for real? Oh, okay. I guess I uh, guess I just assumed." Well, because the benefit here is that what you get is like when you get closer to the date, if you have become super close with like six or seven of your coworkers, you've gotten the RSVP backs, and you know there's going to be open spots. Then you are like, "Hey, I'm getting married in a month. Do you guys want to come?" Yeah. If you think about the solution that you're you're sort of conceiving for this problem it's to go to people you barely know and say hey listen i can tell there's something really special (laughs) i know i we've only just met but i can just sense can you feel it the person's gonna stare at you dead-eyed and just wait for you to leave the room so they can call the cops i'm gonna give you what i'm calling a preliminary invite and this is gonna be a, a very special kind of wedding invitation that i can either activate or revoke in four months' time. I will RSVP to you mm-hmm. whether or not you're allowed to come. I will hand you a rose. And I'm telling you, you've made the first wave. You've made it through the wedding invitation primaries with flying colors because you seem super cool. You gave me that small bag of Fritos that you got from Subway that you did not want to eat. And that planted a seed in my mind that I want you to share the most special day in my life with you. <laughs> Maybe. Let's see where we are four months down the line. I will send the activation code <laughs> to your RSVP. What you want to do is scratch off below the foil here, and you're going to find a 38-digit confirmation code. I'm going to uh, need you to put that into the internet. every Every single day... I need you to put that 38-digit code into the internet, uh, and if you miss a day, unfortunately, <laughs> it, the invitation will be canceled immediately, yep. and this will be my test to see if you actually do want to come. 
Now, the other thing I do have to make you aware of is that every time you apply this confirmation code, you're going to need 100 Pepsi points. And you can find those just on the labels of Pep of, 20 ounce to 2 liter Pepsi products. From 1996. From 1996. <laughs> and you can hopefully you save those cubes. Per, yeah. There are also on this web, this bespoke uh, temporary wedding invitation webpage that I made for you to input all of this metadata. There are 14 CAPTCHA codes that I'm going to need you to complete every time. And it's a very special kind of CAPTCHA that is terrible and nearly unreadable i just need to know that you're okay so what i need you to do is i need you to find a really old bible all right and then turn and there's this is something of a codex i need you to solve the da vinci code (laughs) basically um i need you to steal the declaration of independence (laughs) on the back is your wedding invitation i need you to fly to space and blow up the asteroid that's hurtling towards earth with a band of your fellow oil drillers i need you to help harry meet sally (laughs) we're just naming movies i thought listen we're not gonna make you jump through hoops like that to to donate to uh uh, our program it's easy you're just going to go to maximumfund.org forward slash donate and uh you'll just pledge some money and it would it'll be fantastic um we told you about the lower levels there are two higher levels you can get to if you really want to buy our love you can pay uh pledge a hundred dollars a month you're going to be one of jesse's golden eagles you're going to get membership in the inner circle which is our monthly culture club it's where i host on our network picks a gift that they love and they send it to you once a month. Like that's really neat. Uh, for $200 a month. Whoa. Hey, you're going to be one of Jordan's platinum angels. You'll get free registration on the Atlantic ocean and comedy. Well, sorry, the Atlantic ocean comedy and music festival at BoatParty.biz, Um, which is amazing. It's pretty good. There's some really good shit there this year. Um, I definitely want to go to that. But I'm afraid of the Atlantic Ocean. Fair. Uh, the, the, the thing about it is these are just ways that we say thank you. What you're really doing is helping to fill the world with stuff that you enjoy. You know, you didn't know that you loved our program or at least liked our program, you know, four years ago. But because of donors to the Maximum Fund Network, they were able to add our program. Uh, because you enjoyed our program and you donate, some people donated because they l- liked our show. Then we uh, were able to uh, add other shows like Throwing Shade, and th- fans of those shows allowed us to add Sawbones. What I'm saying is, you don't know the next great show. You don't know the next thing you're going to love because you haven't donated yet. You could be on the ground floor. You could be the ones that help us find that show and add it to our network and help make other great shows uh, get made. If you also think about like how much time you've spent listening to to the shows on this network and how much time you spend like I, on a fucking weekly basis, I've, I've run out of time in my week to like fit all of these, all of these programs in. I listen to no joke, like four or five max fun shows every single week. Um, and when you think about like how much time you spent listening um, to to us or, or other shows, um, I don't know. I think as a as a value proposition, I know it's kind of a weird way to think about that, but um, I, I I you know I think it's worth 
I think it's worth a little bit of scratch. If it, you know, compared to stuff like, you know, Netflix or your cable subscription, like, I don't know. I listen to way more podcasts than I watch episodes of Orange is the New Black on Netflix, for instance. Are there any other shows that you... No, just that one. Just the one. I love Uh, that Laura Prepon. uh, She's, yeah, she's... America's Treasure. America's Treasure, Laura Prepon. Again... Sometimes I like to drive up beside people and roll down my window and ask them if they have any Laura Prepon. Yeah, we got it. (laughs) (laughs) No, he was making a great Prepon joke. Let me try one more time. Yeah, one more time. Sometimes I like to roll down the window and ask them if they have any Laura Prepon. One more time. It's out of the mustard. Yeah, One more free, time. Free, free, free. <laughs> it comes in a jar. One more time. $5 a month, 44 I thought you were asking Travis to make his great, great Laura Papon <laughs> no, I can. One more time. Sometimes I like to roll down the window and ask them if they have any Laura Papon. Ooga chaka, ooga, ooga, ooga I chaka. can't stop this. $5 a month, you're going to get 44 hours of exclusive bonus content just like this. For $10 a month, you'll get that in a beautiful 18-month calendar where we're all kitties. For $20 a month, Diamond Friendship Circle, you're going to get the Morning Essentials Kit with that great Tonks coffee, some stack soap to help get your day going right, and a beautiful cobalt blue coffee mug. And at $35 a month, that's really not that much. If you think about it, it's not a ton, but you're going to get all this great stuff and two... Uh, rocket and gla- graved highball glasses. Two rocket glaves. They're Two rocket amazing like a, weapons. Maybe crawl. <laughs> um. Anyway, we have maximumfund.org forward slash donate. If you haven't given yet, please go do that. Uh, while you're doing that, we have a, a very special treat for you. That's kind of weird that it even exists. Uh, our guest Bert this week on the program is uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, who you might know from his appearances on shows like uh, How I Met Your Mother, his uh, Tony and Grammy award-winning musical In the Heights, uh, his upcoming musical Hamilton, or many other projects that, I mean, he's helped write for everybody on Earth. He's written every song that's ever been. Ever. That's ever been or will be. Uh, and he l- listens to our show, which is crazy. That's a crazy thing that is true. And almost on a dare, he has uh, written a version of uh, Fugue for Tin Horns, which is a song from Guys and Dolls. Uh, uh, but he wrote it about our show, and then we recorded it. So... It's a song by a person who's won a Tony and a Grammy for songs. And you're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, and he wrote it for us, and you're going to get to enjoy it um, right now. I got the horse right here, the name is Paul Revere, and he's the ghost of the horse that won last year. Ghost horse, ghost horse, there's no way to beat ghost horse, he flies through the air of course. Ghost horse, ghost horse, ghost horse, ghost horse, there's no way to beat ghost horse, there's no horse by hand. 
half. He's got Ghost no arms, legs, or face, and he makes me laugh. The Poracea just might give you a vampire bite. Of this guy calls the horses at night. It's like blood. It's like blood. This vampire horse likes blood. Just a minute, sweet. Likes raps and beats. He likes Billy in the streets. Likes blood in the sheets. A horse and a vampire. So obscure, it's from Yahoo and so What an honor uh, and a pleasure it is to welcome our second guestbert to the show. Uh, third, if you count our dad, I guess. What the fuck uh, is that dude good at? What is he really raising heroes? I guess. Uh, we want to <laughs> welcome <laughs> Lynn Manuel Miranda. Lynn is a, uh, I mean, where to start? A Tony Award winner? Uh, uh, a composer? Uh, a friend, if I may be so bold. You are so bold and so right. He was on How I Met Your Mother. He rapped. Uh, he rapped in Marshall's face and made me the happiest I've ever been. Yeah, it was like <laughs> the best. It was the best because I had just seen Lynn in New York like a couple weeks before that, and it was probably the most famous I've ever felt. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, w- welcome to the show, Lynn Manuel Miranda. Oh, thank you, fellas. Long-time listener, first-time caller. That's Very excited cra- to be here. You understand that that's crazy, right? <laughs> you're like a real dude <laughs> you're like, in the earth. You're like, I <laughs> I met Tom Selleck once after a performance of A Thousand Clowns. Uh, I, met him after so the, I met him after the show, and uh, he told me, apropos of nothing, to keep it up. And this is still the coolest person I've ever talked to. <laughs> Um, oh my god, you guys. Uh so Lynn, you are an expert, if I may be so bold, a guestpert in, in in musical theater. How did you I am how did you get your uh, start there? How how did that come about? Oh gosh. Uh I, I had um my parents were were cast album collectors. That's that's like their whole jam. So it was lots of Man of La Mancha. I think you guys went through the same thing because uh, your dad tweeted me uh, pictures of him as nicely, nicely. Man, if you want me to drop my uh, buddy Hackett as Sancho Panza on you, you just say the word. Christ, you, oh you my God, have it. you have not yes. heard Sancho until you. Justin basically is. Sancho IRL. In one of the great, in what, in perhaps the most representative anecdote of my <laughs> life, I am basically living day to day as Sancho Panza, and for years my audition jam was uh, I Don Quixote, Man of La Mancha. It's like the classic sort of self, like self defeatist uh, approach to getting <laughs> cast in anything ever. Good enough for number two. So who becomes your who's your Don Quixote? Is that Griffin it's, or is that Travis? Well, I was auditioning for the role of Don Quixote, so presumably I mean <laughs> a yet fatter. <laughs> <more>. <laughs> That's what the world's been waiting to right. see. I basically need the subject of a TLC reality show. It's <laughs> my, my Sancho Panza. Uh, uh, but okay, Lynn. We, we, uh, so I, your credentials, sorry, I was letting you continue. I was letting you justify your guestpertness. 
Um, yeah, I, I, I've been writing musicals uh, for a long time. I, I, my first musical I wrote in high school, it was a 20-minute musical called Nightmare in D Major. It was very pretentious. Uh-huh. And it was about a, the fetal pig you dissect in AP Bio coming back uh, to haunt you. It was the worst. It was Can so you sing bad. us any of it now? I would, I would <laughs> yes. go see it, man. I would still watch it. I don't know right, if you I'll heard. You- I don't know if you heard earlier when I said that I watched Tom Selleck in a thousand clowns all the way through. <laughs> like I would definitely. I, my bar is pretty pretty low. Um, and then you wrote uh, a musical called In the Heights. Indeed. Man, I'm glad I didn't mess that up. I had like a moment, just like a moment. I was like, I'm gonna say it wrong. Here it comes uh, on the flights. Shit! Damn it! <laughs> you blew it. Men in tights. <laughs> Men in Tights. Have you noticed that Men in Tights and Jews in Space from History of the World Part 1 are the exact same melody? I have noticed that, Lynn. Oh, no. Yeah. If we get you guys to start on Mel Brooks, we'll never escape from it. Oh, my God. Uh, and you're working on a, a new musical, or it's it's done now? What's the status on, on Hamilton? It's going to open uh, next year at The Public, and it's called Hamilton, and it's a hip-hop musical about Alexander Hamilton. Is that finally? Okay, yes. Oh, my God. If So if there was ever a role, Is that what you- Justin McElroy. Yes. Is that where you? Is that where you? You just said you're at the public before we started recording. Are you like? Are you like on the scene right now? Yeah, I I, I have a a deadline on uh, Friday for the producers to bring in new songs. So I was just like, can I have office space so that I'm not just uh, at home? And it changes every day. So I literally I walk around the public in like slippers and pajamas, like I like a crazy person. Fuck, that's cool though. <laughs> How long until yeah, they realize cool. that you're living there? <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I brush my teeth a lot. It's very pursuit of happiness right now. You hear that in the rafters? You hear that? <laughs> That's the ghost of Joe Pop. <laughs> uh, all right, here we go. Questions. We do have questions for you, Lynn, and they, we're going to give them to you now. Prepare. All right, I'm ready. Can I borrow your Tony for a weekend? No questions <laughs> asked. No questions asked. Absolutely. Fantastic. Just go ahead. And do you, you UPS that to me? <laughs> is it kosher to sing musical theater at karaoke? I imagine it's more nuanced than yes, no. What sorts of musical theater work at karaoke? I wonder if it's uh, about some sort of irony, like a step of removal from just belting a ballad. Sometimes Les Mis group numbers have worked well, but like Oklahoma, that seems like bad news. What are your guesspart's thoughts? And that's from an alto who can't belt for shit. Wow, Justin, that's really fucking harsh. I like that's the self described as his own moniker, his or her own it's, moniker. It's probably a her. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe. Could be a dude out though. I don't know. Um, you know, I, I think that this is a, I, I think it's absolutely acceptable, but as in all karaoke, you gotta read the room. Mm. You know, there's you know, there's fun meatloaf singing like Paradise by the Dashboard Light, where everyone can get involved because there's lots of parts for everybody. And then there's like singing Heaven Can Wait really slowly to yourself. Sadly, and everyone's just. But sad. sometimes a crowd wants it. Sometimes a crowd just came there to put some tears in their beers, and that's when you <laughs> that's do true. summer loving. Yeah, that's yeah. Summer loving's pretty good. Anything from Greece will get everyone involved. If you're doing well, involved, you got to do like, beauty school dropout <laughs> on repeat. I feel when I hear something from Greece, I do feel emotionally involved, mm-hmm. but not necessarily like a heart pounding, <laughs> smile generating sort of way. That's true. Um, you know, if you're doing soliloquy from Carousel, you fucked up. Yeah. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> I, <was, laughs> I want to no find out what karaoke bar this person is going to that has Les Mis in the book. Oh, man. There's, 
I feel like since the movie, everyone's got Hathaway dreams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy. I will now be performing Poor Judd is Dead. <laughs> right. I actually, this is a... Or, like, the worst thing is when you get someone, like, you do a thing, like, and it's, like, got too many parts. Like, you're doing your fault from Into the Woods. It's like, look at all the parts yeah, I can do. Yeah, you need nine, like, nine talented singers. I went to a karaoke place once, and I saw uh, Sit Down, Your Rock in the Boat in the book. And I was like, this is a jam. This is going to get the people going. Maybe I'll do it so good that the people will do, like, the Sit Down, You're Rockin'. Rocking the boat, and just moved to it. And I got up there, and I grabbed the mic, and I took a swig of beer for courage. And then I heard boom, ting, ting, boom, ting, ting, boom, ting, ting. Oh, no. And I was like, yeah. "Oh no, I just got Don Henley because it was definitely the Don Henley version." <laughs> it was the uh, hits. You got Henley nightmares and Hathaway dreams. <laughs> exactly. The other thing that can happen with the musical theater is the the accompaniment could be. Real shitty. Oh, yeah. yeah. So then you get the, like, ding, 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 ding. Now my selection <laughs> right. from Floyd Collins won't, won't feel good at all. Don Henley was was uh, exclusively backed up by MIDI files during his solo <laughs> career. Not a lot of people know that. Uh, I, I think that you're the, – the thing that I get stuck on here is the irony because I feel like the important thing about good karaoke is that at some point, if you're going to sing something that – some people might consider an ironic choice. It has to be bolstered by sincerity. You have to make that's uh, the, what, the what, Justin McElroy story. Literally, yeah. every jam you've got is delivered they, with a, a, a stoicism that that is just like completely inappropriate. I don't keep Laurie Morgan's something in Reddit arm's length. I <laughs> sure. love you. Become I love let it in. You, let it in. You dress yourself yeah. in something in red. And then yeah. you perform you're, the song. You're the vessel. You're the vessel for that song. I'm, it I'm is important to know, no joke, when I was uh, leaving Huntington and moving to Cincinnati, Justin sang that to me at karaoke, and I believe made his mother-in-law cry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think she, quote-unquote, got it. She was touched by my performance of, of a woman of a woman struggling to regain her body after the birth of her child. <laughs> <laughs> just touched her. I I was yet a, I was just a mere conduit for the work of Miss Laurie Morgan. Miss oh, Laurie Morgan. That reminds me. I, I was at a wedding once, and the mother son dance was Helen Reddy's "You and Me Against the World." Oh boy! And it and it was like, oh, she's not she's not ready to let go of him. She's holding him too no. tight. That's <laughs> the, Pull him out. That's the most on the nose song choice that you could pick. Uh, uh, here's another question. Uh, Sir, do you have any advice for an actor trying to keep his voice healthy and working on stage? I get so much conflicting information that I'm not sure what is and is not good for my singing. For instance, I have a professor that swears by milk and a voice teacher that says not to touch any dairy near our performance date. What rituals have you done to keep in working order? And that's from Singing the Blues at Swine Palace. Oh, man. Okay, so there's everyone will tell you something different. The only things that can that just are fail safes are you have to sleep eight hours a night and you have to drink like so much water, but then find the balance that you're not peeing your pants on stage. When I started doing In the Heights, I, I had no idea how like 
about nutrition. I used to eat just personal pan pizzas for three <laughs> meals a day. <laughs> I, like in my head, this is what I knew about nutrition. I was like, oh, it's the exact same size as my stomach. <laughs> There's a hole. It fills the hole. It's you, done. You turn those little yeah. pizzas into Tony's. That's, in, that's the most incredible <laughs> alchemical transformation I've ever heard of. But then off Broadway, I would – I just running on fumes. I would think I'll have coffee and a muffin and I'll do a two-and-a-half-hour show. And then I'd go, hey, why is everything gray and why am I going to fall down dead in front of all these people? Um, so nutrition, like just like getting your food in like and, – and having digested like an hour before showtime is clutch because you know I was I was rapping on stage and I just became like the burping monster mm-hmm. uh, if I ate too close to the thing. So that's that's one of those things you don't think about unless you're doing it. Um, you have to like eat way before and and drink lots of water so that you're not going through the things humans go through when you're actually on stage. You could do what our dad swears by. What's that? Hot Dr Pepper. Hot Dr Pepper. That's that. <laughs> Hot, no, that's, hot, that's a like, real thing. Tea and coffee hot. And he's like, good, Except good voice. Our, our dad doesn't drink t- coffee or tea or alcohol. He drinks hot Dr. Pepper because he's a robot sent from the future to kill all of us. <laughs> <laughs> he also used a, you know, uh, maxi pad to. <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so glad that you know that story. <laughs> to tend to a wound on his butt. Uh, He's going to hear that and be honored that you know that. Can I, I know that yeah. you got your hands full with a lot of projects right now, but would you consider <laughs> your next project being the story of our dad's maxi pad <laughs> makeshift survivor bandage? Yes, I think that's, I think that's rife to be Not told. a lot of meat on that, those that, bones. Maybe for like a one-act competition or something? Here's yeah, the, absolutely. Here's the plan. You star in the TV series of it, then we turn it into a movie. All of a sudden, you got the EGOT. For, for our dad's lacerated <laughs> butt cheek. <laughs> Although I really feel like that's more of a Randy Quaid. Sorry, oh, Lynn, what? listen, I'm sorry to be the one to break this to you. We have to remove you from the project. It's, uh, <laughs> listen, Randy Quaid just came out and just like fucking knocked it out of the park. <laughs> he wrote some songs on spec. Yeah. Performed them himself. He was so fucking realistic. I asked him to borrow $20. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, well, he here, t- you know what he did? Another question. He cut his own butt cheek open in front of us. <laughs> it was like the scene in Fame. He was just cutting it. Is this what you want? It is what we wanted. Oh my God. I have another question. What would be the worst Hollywood hit to adapt into a musical? I would have said Rocky, but it looks like that's moot. That's from Thomas. Yeah, it already happened. I, I think the, the, the general rule is... It's got to be something that's not dependent on the star. Like one of the biggest flops of all time was Big the Musical uh, because, hey, that whole movie is Tom Hanks' face being charming. Um, but, and- but Elf is hung in there. Yeah, Elf is, Elf is – that's true. Elf that's is ho- hung in there. I think a holiday angle maybe. Yeah, yeah, it's got like a, a season to wrap around, and it comes out every Christmas. Like it kind of wraps around that. But I don't know. When I see a movie adaptation, even some of the best ones, like I'm just kind of waiting for the scene I like yeah. to happen. Right. And that that becomes uh, I don't know. That becomes kind of a tough thing. That's why producers really worked because that really was like a th- a thing about the theater. Whereas Young Frankenstein's a movie genre parody, so you're just waiting for Gene Hackman to show up. I remember. Well, I, I also think I also think that it's uh, it has to do with character thing, and that's the difference between like Elf and Big. Is Elf is the character Buddy the Elf that was played very well. It's like Shrek the musical. You know what I mean? You're going to see Shrek. 
You're yeah. not going to see Tom Hanks in Big. He's not doing a character. He's just being Tom Hanks. I remember when I went to our local community theater's production of uh, Titanic, the adaptation of the film Titanic. I was just like, where's the jugs? Just waiting for <laughs> I checked the pl- Where's that French girl? I checked the playbill, just like looking for a clue of where the jugs might be. Um, they weren't there. It was mostly just like singing and some hydraulics. In case anyone's yeah, wondering what the main difference between like having a guestbert and just like recording with my brothers is, earlier Lin Manuel said that Gene Hackman was in Young Frankenstein, and I didn't say anything, and I've been sitting on it for the last five minutes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is Gene Wilder, Lin? Is Gene Wilder? <laughs> oh man, you just lost a Tony. You got forwarded. Yeah, no, dude. Gene, ha- Gene Hackman's the blind man in the blind man scene. Oh damn it! Oh, oh my shit. God. I took my headphones off because it got so awkward and then I put them back on just in time. <laughs> oh, fellas. Fucking A. Man, listen, that's literally the first time in history, not just this podcast, the history of the world that Travis got schooled on some sort of Mel Brooks movie minutiae. Well done. It was amazing. Also, I w- can, can, I, can I counter with a musical question? Okay, so yes. there's a musical being made of your life. Who plays you? Oh, fuck. Between brothers. Are, go. are you actually asking the three of us, or is this. I'm actually asking the three oh of you. Oh, my God. I would get Griffin to play me. <laughs> I mean, he knows me pretty well. I've heard him saying he does well. Yeah. Uh, I always thought I was kind of a Peter O'Toole. Okay. <laughs> That's just you can't so, really. Yeah. I'm sorry to tell you. You can't really say that out loud. You know, I get a lot of um I get a lot of people who uh I guess when they see me for the first time or something, they say I look like Elijah Wood, and I don't fucking get it like at all. I think it's literally just like dudes with brown hair and glasses that aren't super tall. Um maybe we have the same frame, the same sort of physical we cast the same uh the same silhouette. Um I don't know how he is as a singer, though. I don't know that I've ever heard him sing. <laughs> For a long time, I got Chris Kattan. Well, yeah, fucking not, yeah. Well, yeah, a dead ringer. <laughs> the problem is I've always been compared to people that like are older than me. No one says, you look like this 16-year-old kid I know. So can I cast someone who's like 15 years my senior to play me? If the play, Chris if, the, if the musical is set 15 years from now, yeah, absolutely you in the future yeah. i just wonder how these scribes are going to write so many songs for my musical about looking up low calorie recipes on the internet and trying to make them because that's pretty much what my life is these days okay here's how i'd cast you gentlemen yay okay justin peter gallagher I'll fucking it. what that's bullshit i wanted peter gallagher so bad i don't want to be the gallagher he's my all- favorite living man it's me <laughs> justin mcelroy listen you'll get him next time don't salt Lynn Manuel's game. Let me give you a share. Right. Okay, Griffin. Also Peter Gallagher. Um, <laughs> Gallagher 2, the Gallagher. It'll be like that Frankenstein um, show where they switch roles every night. Justin gets Gallagher no. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. <laughs> well, I would say in keeping with the with the young brown-haired man with glasses, I would have Daniel Radcliffe play. Okay. I'll tell you Excellent that. Choice. Can I tell you a problem, though? Yeah. Basically, everyone's seen his dick, haven't they? <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god, I've seen it. <laughs> I like you to reminded me I saw it. I like to Okay, I have a lot of questions. Let me just say I A I like to keep my stuff mysterious. 
Um, so that wouldn't that casting really wouldn't work for me. Let's send it back. Maybe we can get Quaid in the picture. B, um, B how was that tick though? Because I haven't actually. Seen it. It, it was actually it was fine. But here's my counter proposal. Okay, we rewrite Equus the musical. It stars. But the char- main character's name is Griffin, okay. and he likes to fucking blind horses. Fantastic. And that way Daniel Radcliffe's playing Here's the other issue, though, is that Equus the Musical uh, is basically our podcast for the past three and a half years. <laughs> we have to put some music to the words we've been saying, but I think the content's all there. Who's Travis? Who's Travis? Chris um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, either Chris Kattan or Michael Gambon, and we said it way in the future. Mm. I love it. Oh my god! If there is, I don't ever... know why I pick so many British guys for you, but that's just no. What but I love that Michael my... Gambon plays older Travis. He's looking back at younger Travis, and then I get cast in it, so I can be yeah, Tony. <laughs> I also want a Tony. Let me into your club, Lynn. If there was ever a movie with Peter Gallagher, Daniel Radcliffe, and Travis McElroy, I would invent a new format that's better than Blu-rays so I, <laughs> and have that be the only film in the format because that's how I would want to That way you could really it. clearly see my facial expressions because I had no idea what to do acting with the two of them. Hey, hey Harry Potter and the dude from the OC. It's really remember, to be hey, remember when you were Sandy Cohen? I love you, Salt My Game? Uh, I got another question for you, Lynn. All right. This is a little little more serious. This is theater is my passion, but my passion does not pay the bills. I have found some success in stage managing locally. It's not enough to support my lifestyle, namely eating and having a roof over my head. I have a full time career. So selfish. Not not (laughs) not fulfilling, and often prevents me from doing more theater projects. Learn to forage. Uh, How do I find balance between needing money to live? And living for the arts, and that's from "It's a Hard Knock Life" in North Cornwall Township, PA. The- oh, that's theater the- hotspot. Mean- <laughs> yes, hotbed. Uh, time out. I mean, we shouldn't <laughs> we shouldn't hate because like we did theater for Christ like decades in Huntington, West Virginia, the Great White Way, which I say because it's only white people there. <laughs> Dude, their production of Saigon did not work. <laughs> Travis was hey, in. This is no you, shit. Travis was you in. I think you're joking. Travis, Go ahead, Travis was in a production of uh, Fame where. Oh, Christ. What was the role? No, it's, forget. Okay. Well, uh, uh, Griffin, more strike. You're right in that we did have. There's a, 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 a kid in the show named Tyrone who is a, a young African American man who sings a song about being black that includes yeah. lines like, you know. I don't want no black jack ace of spades uh that was played by don't a, need no rich bitch yeah hold me down right it, it was played by a white gentleman but wait they did dye his hair black oh no now so wait, that's really cool you want me to top that i played lord high underling in a 98 percent white version of the whiz at my high school <laughs> I, I also played a siamese person in the king and i so oh, that's, that's where Travis, we're at. Travis, did you you underwent a, a very uh, I would say exhausting bronzing treatment for that, didn't you? Yeah, I was tanning um, every day for twenty five oh, minutes God. a day. See, that's what that's the you know I'm getting those stories now with Heights because Heights is getting done all over the country, and they're like, check out our tans, and I'm like, no, 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 I did that for uh, South bueno. Pacific. I was the little boy in South Pacific. That was me. I dyed my hair black. <laughs> can you and I give, me that? Can you give me that one more time? <laughs> yes, please. Oh, boy. Still got it. 
Still oh my not. god, Amelie is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's where it came from. Oh uh, god, I wish somebody would write plays for white people. <laughs> for once. Lynn, <laughs> <laughs> should, should this person move? You think? No, well, I mean, if this person... Well, listen, everyone's trying to find that balance, right, of, of, of doing what you love and still having a roof over your head. I was a professional substitute teacher for eight years when I was telling everyone I was a writer. Um, I was, in fact, telling my kids when I was subbing, and they would just yell and throw things at me. I'd be like, I've got big dreams, kids. Listen, turn to chapter three. I don't know. I don't know maths. <laughs> yes, but I'm workshopping this, kids. Tell me what you think. <laughs> Um, so, you know, that's that's the hard thing is like finding jobs that that give you flexibility. That's why a lot of actors are waiters. I was a sub. I was like a professional sub uh, forever. I used to dance at bar mitzvahs like and not even Hold like on, that's, as something the they, that's something they hire out. Yeah, and it's for it's, it's, it's really <laughs> weirdly pimpish. It's like they hire you to be a guy to encourage kids to dance. So you feel holy. You're literally holy asking 13 year olds like. Hey, Rachel, you're a woman now. Why don't you get your friends to come dance? Oh, my God. Lynn, I did this exact job at Gino's Pub and Family Fun Center. Oh, except I put on a Hawaiian shirt and got people to do YMCA. Oh, God. Same thing, right? Oh, Basically. Yeah. It's, it's, t- it's tough. That's, that's always, you do, always the challenge. I could have used you at, like, a couple homecomings. I, I feel like you could, like, run hey, the Griffin. Get this, up and dance with me. Yeah. Yeah, and literally be like, hey, sweet Caroline, I know this one. Do you guys? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. That's incredible. It was, it was, Why didn't you go? I'm out of dignity. Obviously. I'm out of dignity. It's obviously, you've done very well for yourself in the in the the acting circuit. But did you ever consider I'm, going pro at the dance pimp circuit? I'm, I'm so scared one day a video is going to emerge and, and it'll all be over. Just me <laughs> dancing with like a 13-year-old girl doing the Macarena. <laughs> Everything will end. That'll be the clip for your in memoriam. (laughs) (laughs) I saw a great tweet for Rob Lowe after the uh, during the Oscars (laughs) said that uh, every time uh, they get a shot of him opening a door and smiling, he wonders if it's the one they'll use for his in memoriam clip. Um, Um, Okay, I was at a function. I didn't really want to be at recently. Everyone was wearing ties and fresh haircuts. The subject of musicals was brought up, whereupon I mentioned that I love them. When asked what I like, I said that Singing in the Rain and Phantom of the Opera are two of my favorites. These selections were met with a certain amount of eye-rolling and dismissal. Obviously, I've seen other musicals, but I feel that these are famous and frequent favorites for a reason. Still, I was phased out of a conversation where musicals were discussed almost exclusively uh, by lyricists slash composer. Brothers, Gespert... What is the most obnoxiously obscure Broadway musical? I could spring on Snooty Theater Know It At Alls. That's from Petty Perspective Playbill Pedant. That's fun. Ugh. These friends sound like the worst. They sound like the pits, I right? Agree. Who doesn't want to appreciate Ooh. the classics? Is there Yeah, Singing Sing in the Rain is like the best movie musical ever it's made. It's very good. And Phantom, how, how old are you, Griffin? Phantom's older than Griffin. It's been running on Broadway longer than Griffin. I am 14 life. years old. And he owns a house. And I own a house. Isn't that fucked up? <laughs> yeah. No, it's literally been running uh, two-thirds of my life. And you know why? This is I always wonder at it. I think it's because it gets at, like, your most emo teenager 
thing. It's like about like a guy who's like, I'm I'm hideously ugly, but secretly I'm a genius. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Christ, they are gonna remake this, and it's gonna be called Friend Zone. And instead of a mask and horrible facial disfiguration, it'll be a fedora and horrible facial disfiguration. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but you know, uh, if you want, I mean, if you want to say, if you want to like be really like highbrow, you just say uh, Floyd Collins. Floyd Collins is like this really great musical by Adam Gettle about a guy who was stuck in a well, and it didn't run that long, so no one actually saw it, but everyone pretends to have seen it, and they go, "Oh well, I saw Floyd Collins." Is there a, is there a sort of relationship that <clears throat> sort of exists in uh, in 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 music where if your show can make it to Broadway? It is no longer, you know, underground. Is there sort of that same sort of indie dichotomy of like once a band becomes so popular that like like Pitchfork reviews them or features them as best new music that they're not underground anymore? Like yeah, once you won your Tony, did people just write you off? They're like, oh, he's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know him before he was. I, knew, I saw Heights before it was cool. I saw no, him dancing with a thirteen-year-old girl. I like this old stuff when he was dancing with the <laughs> Macarena at Bar Mitzvahs. Yeah. Yeah, I liked his, his, his early stuff with Rachel. <laughs> um, no, but, uh, you know, the, the thing that happens with musical theater snobs is they like the thing that ran 10 performances or 11 performances and, like, flopped because no one went to see it. And they're like, oh, well, uh, I saw okay. Because they're the, only, weird... they're the only ones in the room who saw that. That, like, sort of experience is... <laughs> fossilized in amber that's kind of like a weird uh i've never really thought about the repercussions of like the 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 potential for being a snooty fan of theater because people can't seek out like they literally can't seek out this thing that you saw like you they they can lay no claim to it whatsoever because it's so right forever the holy grail like i don't know seeing nirvana when it was in a garage was seeing carrie the musical because it was like the biggest bomb of all time and there was like a crazy hip-hop gym number. And so like if you saw Carrie when it was running, like way more people claim to have seen it than actually saw it. <laughs> that's great. Well, and that's the crazy thing about it, right? Because almost by definition, if something is really fantastic and like something you have to see, then it will be around for longer, right? Yeah. I saw, yeah. I saw the original actor in the Spider-Man musical before he broke every bone below his penis. <laughs> <laughs> he shattered every bone below his penis in the greatest fall I've ever seen. You know, you joke, but it's funny. There's like a whole like movement of people who are like, I saw the Tamor version before they recut it, and it was so much better. Like, there's totally that. That's the that's the corollary to the like hipster. I saw it before it was popular thing. Um, it was like I saw it when it was bad. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> um, is there a the room of 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 musicals? I guess. Um, yes. And it's called Dance of the Vampires. And it was, um... I'm already oh so God. fucking on board of this rock. And it was a huge hit in Germany. Of course it fucking was. it ran mm-hmm. 14 performances on Broadway, and it was all Jim Steinman music. And he's the guy who wrote all of, like, Meatloaf's tunes. Right. Okay, um, yes. And so it was vampire porn mixed with, you know... 
uh, I would do anything for love Fucking type eight minute. So it was, it was, so it's like basically every movie Johnny Depp's ever been in. It was a three hour musical with four songs in it is what you're telling me. <laughs> and, and lots of emoting and feelings. Yeah. Terrific. I am so, do you know how I, I wake up angry that Jim Steinman never got to make his Batman musical. I wake oh, up man. angry and go to bed angry about it. I love me some Jim Steinman. My favorite rumor about Jim Steinman, I've never met him. I'm sure he's awesome. Uh, but my favorite rumor about Jim Steinman is that he goes into restaurants and goes, I will take everything on the menu. Thank you. <laughs> That's like a thing I've heard people who have eaten with him say. He goes, just one of everything. Thank he you. He doesn't eat it. He just throws it away so other people can't just, have it. Just to have it. Sure. Just to have <laughs> it. Well, going to be less food on earth. Uh, thank you so much to our special guest, Bert. Uh, Lynn Manuel Miranda. Whoa, I just barely got through it there. Hold on, hold on, <laughs> right to the end. I uh, had a little mini stroke. Nothing to worry about, folks. Uh, what, get, what, if people want to see you in person, where do you live? How can they? <laughs> what how can how can they do that? Oh well, you can follow me on the Twitter, uh, Lynn underscore Manuel, um, and you can come see Hamilton, uh, which will open in January. Uh, at the public. Oh, and I'm doing. I'm gonna act in uh, Tick Tick Boom this. Summer. Oh fuck, Ooh. that's right. Yeah, uh, at City Center uh, in June. So, and that's like five shows. So you could just say you saw it, even if you didn't get to see it, and be like, I saw him in Tick Tick Boom. Post to Dancing with Rachel. I I did more performances of that. If it's a bird, it's a plain Superman. Lynn, what's going on? Tell them to step yeah, up. That's their whole deal, though. They do it for like five shows. I mean, and that's that's the whole thing. Oh. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm doing that, and uh, and I live in Washington Heights, and you can see me on the train. Perfect, <laughs> Lynn. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we appreciate you so much, and uh, thank you for your sharing your wisdom with us. It means the world. Thank you, fellas. It's a dream come true. Aw, I was not All kidding right. about that, Tony. I do need it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much to our friend, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Uh, you are uh, a hero um, and a Max Fun donor, actually, funny enough. How much? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, uh, that's how I judge like how good a friend he is. If you want to join Lin uh, in, in our army of love... You can help us change the world. You can go to MaximumFun.org forward slash donate uh, and join up at one of those uh, donation levels. $5 a month, you're going to get 44 hours. You can't. $5 a month and you get 44 hours of exclusive bonus content. That's insane. That's, That's going to keep yeah. you going so long. How much do you spend on a movie ticket? And is that movie, movie 44 t- hours? Oh, shit. I hope not. That's too long. <laughs> That's gonna, too long for a you're movie. You're gonna get impacted bowels. I, how is that? How is that movie theater even gonna stay open for forty-four straight hours? What are you how are they gonna to... stay open for any extended period of time? Charging five dollars for forty-four hour movies. That's stupid. I, uh, hopefully, you can spare five dollars a month. That's all we're asking here. Five bucks a month. Go to maximumfund.org for us If you can kick in more, if you can do ten dollars a month, that that would be amazing. And you get a beautiful calendar to thank you. And more importantly, you get. Uh, all of us uh, getting to keep creating stuff that you enjoy. We um, we use that that money to to grow the network and add podcasts. It's crazy how many podcasts we've added in the past year. Uh, we use it to buy new stuff, buy new equipment. We bought Travi a new computer because his died while we were recording an episode. Juice bought a pretty sweet sound mixing board. Um, I, can we talk about? We're, uh, yeah, yes. we're gonna do. We're, we we have. The preliminary plans in place for a live show, 
a live recording of this podcast um, that we're going to, can we say where? It's going to be in New York City. Going to be in New York City, Big Apple. Sorry, uh, everywhere else. We've done, we've done basically every like quadrant of this country, of this great nation of ours, except for that one. So New York City, deets, deets soon, hopefully. Uh, what I would say, can, I, can we say a day? Just so people can keep their calendars open? I mean, what if it falls well, through? What if we're getting up? close to just like the event horizon when we might as well just tell them what it is. Well, yeah. Now, I, uh, okay, so New York, keep it locked to our uh, uh, MBMBAM on Twitter and our Facebook page, and you know we'll, we'll let you know as soon as tickets go on sale. Uh, there won't be like a crazy number of tickets, so you'll want to keep an eye out for that. Uh, and of course, we'll let you know, you know, on the next episode and stuff. So uh, that's going to be really fun, and we're really looking forward to it. But we're hoping to do more um, right. o- over the, over time. So, and your support of the Max Fund Network helps make that possible. It helps pay for our travel um, and makes us able to to take some time off work to be able to do that kind of thing. We we tickets should go on sale soon, probably this week. So keep keep an eye out. Uh, and I think that's going to do it for us. You know, this week we we. This is. Uh, can I just say this since it's our last one, like our last, our last Max Fun Drive app. Um, thank, thank you guys so much. It's it's really amazing that everybody comes out to support us, but also that like I don't know. We only do this eleven days out of the year, and like we never we never hear shit. Like we don't get shit for doing this. You know what I mean? Like I have not had one single solitary person complain about the the drive to well, us this year good job you guys now we're gonna get all kinds of people that are making jokes and cracking wise nah they, you guys are amazing and it, it really does it, it the the fact that you get it like it means the world to us um so i want to say thank you to all you guys um make sure uh at the end of i think it's on friday the 28th they're doing a a, a live stream jordan jesse go is kind of like a thank you for the max fun drive so make sure to check that out. I'm checking. Uh, I'm fact-checking you right now. Uh, thank do. you to John Roderick in the Long Winters for the use of our theme song. It's a departure off the album, Putting the Days to Bed. Um, go buy that. Yeah, thank it's, you to everybody tweeting about the show. The live, Sorry, the live show is that they're doing for the, the live stream show is the 28th at 19 o'clock. I don't know if that's PT, ET, CT, MT. I don't know. Keep it locked. Griffin, last question. Keep it locked for 19. Uh, thank you, everybody. It's finally Yahoo. Sent in by Alan Black. Thank you, Alan Black. It's by Yahoo Answers user Corey James, who asks, Did dinosaurs have scrotums? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Justin McRoy. I'm Travis. I need a fucking Cosmos app. I need to fucking <laughs> soar into a, a Brachiosaurus's nuts. <laughs> It's been a bit of a minute since the last time a final question really broke me. Uh, I'm Griffin McRoy. It's been my brother, my brother, me. Kiss your dad square on the lips. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.